22b2 in the Art Scroll Gemara. The Gemara is now going to discuss a new topic. It will relate to what we've been discussing in the past, as it will discuss uh, the relationship between a brother and a sister when uh, the sister is not Jewish, when they are paternal brothers and sisters, but the mother of the sister is not Jewish, that which makes the sister not Jewish. What is that status of it? Um, and that that's how it, it it's connected. But it, we, the Gemara first discusses the prohibition to marry for a brother to marry a sister, and it will eventually get to that issue. Uh, but by by way of introduction, as an introduction, there are two different verses in the Torah that uh, explain the prohibition for a brother and sister to marry each other. One verse says. Uh, this is all in Vayikra, in the book of Vayikra. Uh, skipping a little bit, ervasan. That you're not allowed to have relations with Bas Avicha or Basimecha, the daughter of your father or the daughter of your mother. And so it seems to be referring to, and that, that is what the Gemara will say, that it's referring to cases of your half sister. It's a half sister the daughter of your father, so they share a father, but they do not share a mother, or they share a mother, but they do not share a father. For both of those cases, the verse says that there's a Torah prohibition for them to get to be married, for them to have relations with each other. That is one verse, and it's discussing half a half-brother and a half-sister. Another verse, which is two psukim later, two verses later, it says, It says, that your father's wife's daughter, uh, there's a prohibition to marry your father's wife's daughter. Uh, and then it says, she is your sister and you're not allowed to have relations. Uh, that is the second verse that discusses brothers and sisters. And it might seem from the Pasuk, from the verse, that it's referring to not a half-sister, but a stepsister. Uh, a sister where is really there's no blood relation, uh, where you, it's uh, your father and her mother got married after they had the the brother and the sister at, after they had the, those two children. Uh, that's what it might seem like from the verse. However, this is incorrect. Uh, the truth is that a step brother and a stepsister where they have no blood relation whatsoever. It's just that their one of their fathers married the other one's mother. Uh, so that is actually not a Torah prohibition. That is a rabbinic prohibition. So there's a rabbinic prohibition to marry your step-brother or step-sister. And so this verse is referring to the same exact case. It's actually referring to the same exact case of a half-brother or half-sister. What we are discussing here is where uh, one was born from a father, and then that father married somebody else. Uh, he has a new wife, and then they have a child from that new wife. Uh, they have the sister, the daughter, who's the sister, and that makes them a, a half-brother and a half-sister. They share a father, and that's what the verse is referring to. So on a Torah prohibition, so far all we have is that a half-brother and a half-sister, there is a prohibition to marry a half-brother or half-sister. There are two verses for this, which is what our Gemara is going to discuss. Why do we have two verses for the same exact prohibition? Again, they're both referring to a half-brother and half-sister, but we have two different verses that say that there's this prohibition. Why? Why do we have these two different uh, verses, which is what the Gemara will discuss. The In the second verse, it ends off by saying, It says, She is your sister. And as we'll see in the Gemara, this phrase, She is your sister, is coming to include uh, 
the case where it's not just a half-brother, half-sister, but it's your full sister, a full brother. A case where it's, it's a, a situation where parents had two children. They had a, a son and a girl. And, they mar- and for them to marry each other would be a Torah prohibition based on that phrase of achos chahi. Now you might think that why do I need that? Why is that necessary? If a half-brother and half-sister is a Torah prohibition, then certainly a full brother and full sister where they share the same parents, they share the same mother and father, why would I need a specific phrase to teach me that? So as our Gemara will explain shortly, uh, that's also needed because there's a concept called Ein Mazirin Min Hadin. Ein Mazirin Min Hadin means that we cannot punish based on using a Kalvachomer, using this concept of uh, of uh, this logical concept that if one thing is true, so then the other thing must also be true. We do not punish based on that. In order for us to punish, we we require it to be stated explicitly in the Torah, and so therefore it has to be stated explicitly in the Torah. Where and that and it does when it says achos chahi, that she is your sister, meaning it's referring to a a full sister, not just a half brother or half sister, but it's it's your sister and you share both the same the same father and the same mother, and that is the case where there is also a Torah prohibition. And that's part of the second verse. So again, just to review, in terms of a half-brother and half-sister, there seems to be two different verses that, that describe that prohibition. I think Mar is going to explain why we need two. Then there's a phrase of Achos Chahi to tell us that a full brother and full sister where you share the same father and mother, there's also a Torah prohibition. And when it comes to stepbrothers and stepsisters where there's no blood relation whatsoever, it's just one person's father marry the other person's mother, that is not even a Torah prohibition. That is a rabbinic prohibition for them to marry each other. Okay, one other point is that when it comes to these two different verses which describe the uh, half-brother and half-sister, the prohibition of the half-brother and half-sister, is that in the first verse, it says, basimecha. It describes the half-brother and half-sister as just the daughter of your father or the daughter of your mother. In the second verse where it describes this, it says, your father's wife's daughter, which is really just your father's daughter, but he was married. And so there is a slight difference between these two cases in that the first case, it doesn't mention the fact that your father was married or your mother was married. And so it includes a case of marriage, but maybe it seems to be also that this first prohibition includes also a case not just where they were married, but also if it's a child that is not through marriage. If it's not, not through marriage or if it's through, God forbid, a rape uh, in either of those, those cases, uh, so then there still is, that first verse is telling us that there still is a prohibition for the brother and the for the half-brother and the half-sister uh, to marry each other, even if it's not uh, a half-brother and half-sister through a specific marriage, a halakhic marriage, even if it's outside of uh, outside of the concept of a marriage, uh, and through rape, uh, so then, even in those cases, there will still be a, a Torah prohibition for the half brother to marry the half sister. The other verse does not mention, uh, sorry, does mention the fact that he's married. So the the second verse is clear that the half brother and half sister is specific is within the context of a marriage. Now again, it's the same prohibition, but one, the first verse is whether it's in a marriage or not in a marriage, and the second verse is. Uh, in a marriage, the half-brother and half-sister cannot marry each other. So let's see the Gemara. The Gemara says as follows, What happens if a person has sexual relations with their half-sister? So the first opinion, which we'll refer to as the Rabbanon, 
They say, They say that one has violated two different prohibitions. There are two different verses with regards to this. They violate two different prohibitions. The second opinion, Rabiosi says, No. They only violate one prohibition. There's only one prohibition. It's not two, it's just one. Now, you might be asking, who cares whether it's one or two? Rashi explains that if a person does this by accident, so then in the days of the base of Megdash, and God willing, when we will once again uh, have the, our third base of Megdash, if one does it by accident, so then they would have to, whether it's one or two, that would impact how many korbanos one, one brings, how many sacrifices one brings for the sin. If they violate two prohibitions, they would have to bring two. If they violate one, they would have to bring one. But there's a dispute here whether or not they violated two prohibitions or just one. And so the Gemara is going to try to understand why would you say one, why would you say two? So the Gemara asks, my what's the opinion of the first opinion to, of the first opinion who says that there's a violation of two different uh, prohibitions? We have two different verses. We have one verse which says your father's daughter. The other verse says your father's wife's daughter, which is where they're married together and they have a daughter. We have two verses. It makes sense to say that there are two prohibitions. There are two different prohibitions. Oh, so what's Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yehuda going to say? This is going to end up being a Gemara, which we refer to as a ping-pong Gemara, where uh, one opinion derives a certain law from the verse, and then the other opinion is going to have to explain what he does with that verse. How come he doesn't have the same exact law? And then it's going to constantly go back and forth. So Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yehuda, what does he do with the Pasuk? He says that in that second verse, it also says, as we mentioned before. So, is to tell us that, no, she is your sister, in that it's the same exact prohibition. What we're describing now is not a new prohibition, it's the same prohibition that we mentioned earlier. It all falls under one prohibition. Now, if it's all one prohibition, why does it repeat it? That the Gemara will ask in a few lines. But his point is that it's just one prohibition. So the Gemara says, oh, if it says if it's based on that that phrase of achos chahi, well, what does the first opinion do with achos chahi? Again, this is like a, the ping pong idea. So the Gemara asks, oh, what do they do with achos chahi? The second opinion says it's there to teach us that this is all the same prohibition. But the, the first opinion is of the opinion that these are two different prohibitions. So what does he do with achos chahi? That phrase is coming to teach us what we mentioned in the introduction, that there's a new type of prohibition. A full brother and a full sister where you share the same mother and father. You share the same parents, both parents. So that phrase is coming to tell us that there's a Torah prohibition to marry or to have sexual relations with a full brother and full sister. So, And that's what it's going to teach us. It's not coming to tell us that the previous phrase in the verse is really connected uh, to the first prohibition, it's all one prohibition. No, that's not the point. The point is really just to tell us uh, that a that a, a regular brother and sister, there's a prohibition as well. Ah, Rabbi Yehuda, what does he do with that? In Kinlech Rechmana Achoscha, he lamalei mishum achoscha atam achayva v'itam achayva mishum bas eshes aviv. Rabbi Yehuda says, I agree with you 100. percent I agree with you. It's there to teach us that phrase achoscha. He is there to teach us about. A full brother and full sister. I agree with you 100%. But for that, all we need is the one word of achoscha. Should have just said achoscha. 
your sister means your sister. Your sister should be a prohibition. Why do we have the extra word? He, he, she is, he. Why do we have that extra word he, which was, means she is? It's there to teach us, to tell us that with regards to the first phrase of the, of the verse, that it's all connected back and it's all one prohibition. Don't view this as two different prohibitions. That extra word teaches us it's all one prohibition. So then the Gemara asks, well, what are the Rabbanon? The first opinion, what do they do with that one word he? Everyone agrees with regards to Achoscha. What do they do with that one word he? The Rabbanon. For the Rabbanon, for the first opinion, they will say that they use the word he for something else. What do they use the word he for? They use the word he to tell us that if it didn't have the word he, I might have thought as follows. I might have thought that I don't really need the word achoscha. Achoscha was the word that's used to teach us that a full brother, full sister, there's a Torah prohibition to have sexual relations. I don't really need that word because I would have understood it logically on my own that if it's true that there's a Torah prohibition to marry your half-brother or half-sister, then it's certainly true that you cannot marry a complete brother, a full brother, a full sister. It makes logical sense. And so I don't really need the word achoscha. It's just there because sometimes the Torah says something explicitly even if it's not necessary. Even if we come up to the logical conclusion on our own, sometimes it just puts it there anyways. The he, the extra word he is telling us, no, don't think that. It's not true. Because there's a principle, this extra word is teaching us the principle that you are not allowed to come on and punish based on your own logical conclusions of a kava chomer, of saying if this is true, so then this also must be true. We are not allowed to punish based on that. And that is what the word he is coming to teach us. To tell us that you cannot do this. And that's why the Torah has to explicitly say a choska, a full brother, a full sister. Because otherwise we would not be able to punish uh, based on our logical conclusions alone. And that's what he is teaching us. He also says, it's true, you're right, I agree. That's what the he is there for. It's to teach us that we're not allowed to punish based on a logical conclusion on our own. It's just that he is of the opinion that says, why don't we have that in the previous, in, in the first, the first time we mentioned a half-brother and half-sister, have this phrase, mention this phrase. The fact that it's mentioned, and this is really where he's coming from, he says the fact that it's mentioned in the second verse, where it discusses a half-brother and half-sister, is coming also to teach us that it's one prohibition. So in the end of the day, after this whole ping-pong back and forth, in the end of the day, everyone agrees. Achos the phrase achos is to teach us that we're not allowed to punish based on, A, we're not allowed to punish based on our own logical conclusions of the Torah. It has to say explicitly in the Torah that it's a prohibition. And B, that it, that phrase is also teaching us that a full brother, full sister, there's a Torah prohibition for them to have sexual relations. That everyone agrees to. Their whole dispute is whether that phrase, since it's only mentioned in the second time it's mentioned, is that telling us that this is, that in the first part of that verse where it mentions a half-brother, that it's really all one prohibition, which is the opinion of the second position, that it's all one prohibition, or do we say that it, it's it's there are really two different prohibitions here, which is the opinion of the Rabbana. The Gemara now asks that if you are of the position to say that it's all really one prohibition, so then the obvious question is, well, then why does it repeat it? If it's all one prohibition, what's the point of repeating the fact, oh, it first says your half-brother, there's a prohibition to marry your half-brother or your half-sister, then it says, two, two verses later, it says there's a Torah prohibition to marry your half-brother and half-sister, but it's not... In additional Torah pro- prohibition, it's all the same prohibition. So why do we have it? What's it there for? Why do we need it? That phrase, 
Bas ishes avicha. So the Gemara answers me by lay mishi is lo ishus la avicha. Ba prat la choso mishivcha vavedes kocham mishin ishus la avicha ba. And this is why we come on to this this Gemara. He says we need it. It says ervas bas ishes avicha. It's the your half sister because uh, your father married somebody and they had that daughter. And so the point is that it says that he married somebody. It has to be somebody. It can only be a daughter where there's a concept of marriage. Only when there's a concept of marriage. But there's a, if there's no concept of marriage, what's a case where there's no concept of marriage? When you're marrying, when he's marrying somebody who's not Jewish. If he's marrying somebody who's not Jewish, so then there's no concept of marriage. And so then even if they have a child who's your half-sister because you blood, you're, you're related through the father, still there's no Torah prohibition because at least with regards to this, you're not allowed to marry her anyways because she's not Jewish. But at least with regards to being your half sister, uh, there's no Torah prohibition from that perspective because it's only with somebody where the mother is able to at least have some form of a marriage. But if the mother's not Jewish, so then that doesn't apply. So the Gemara, one last, a few more lines. The Gemara says, "How do we know that that's what that that's what we're learning from this verse? It says that your father's wife, and from there we we say that it has to be somebody where there's the potential to get married." He has, to, he has to have a child with somebody who has the potential to get married. Uh, somebody who's not Jewish, you don't have the potential to marry. The Gemara says, maybe it's, her, maybe it's coming to teach us something else. How do you know it's referring to that? Maybe it's talking about where they actually did not get married. Where it's, uh, it, The Torah is telling us where it's a situation of rape. That this second verse is teaching us that if it's rape, so then there's no Torah prohibition. Maybe there is no Torah prohibition when it's rape. It's only when in the context of marriage but not in the context in the context of rape, meaning as follows: only when you're a half sister through, and that sister is born uh, through a marriage, is there this Torah prohibition. But if she's born out of not within a context of a marriage, or uh, it's it's out of wedlock, or it's uh, through rape, uh, God forbid. So then, maybe there is no Torah prohibition to marry that half sister. So how do we know that when it says? that he, the father married somebody that, that's coming to tell us, but not if there's no potential for marriage, meaning a non-Jew, uh, then, then the Torah prohibition doesn't apply. Maybe it's telling us that the Torah prohibition does not apply uh, when it's not in the context of marriage, such as a rape or out of wedlock. How do we know that's the case? So the Gemara says, no, that cannot be the case. It can't be the case. There is still a Torah, I, there is still a Torah prohibition when your half-sister is your half-sister out of a relationship which is out of wedlock or from a rape. How do we know that? From the following, from Rava, Amrit Midr Rava, the Rava Ramiksev. Rava had the following contradiction in the verse. Ksev ervas bas ben chol bas bitcholo segalo habas ben abidido bas bita dida shari. Ksev ervas eisha ubitalo segalo es bas ben aves bas bita ketsad kan beonsin kan benisuin. Actually, there is a contradiction in the verse. One verse says that a person is prohibited to marry their own grandchildren. Another verse says that they're prohibited to marry their wife's grandchildren. And so Rava says, I understand. In the first verse, it implies only your own grandchildren, not your wife's. So are you prohibited to your wife's granddaughter or are you not prohibited to your wife's granddaughter? So he answers, it depends. The way he answers this contradiction, he says it depends. If you are married to that woman, woman, so then you're prohibited to her grandchildren. If it's through rape, so then a person is not prohibited to their to the grandchildren of that rape. They're not prohibited to the grandchildren of that rape. But they are still prohibited, meaning to her grandchildren. Meaning you, you are prohibited to your own grandchildren from that rape itself. But if she has other grandchildren that are not from the rape, 
So then you are not prohibited to her grand, other grandchildren, but you're still prohibited to your own grandchildren that exist from that rape itself. So there is still a prohibition for you onto the, your own grandchildren, but if she happens to have other grandchildren, so then you are, there's no prohibition there. But what we see from there is that uh, you're, you, even, if, even through rape, the children of that rape, of that rape itself, are still viewed as your children. Their grandchildren are still your grandchildren. And so, so too, when it comes to a half-sister, even if it's a half-sister through rape, she's still your half-sister. So therefore, that proves to us that that cannot, uh, the, the verse cannot mean that there's no Torah prohibition if it's your half-sister through rape. There is. It means that there's no Torah prohibition if it's your half-sister through the mother not being Jewish. Okay, that concludes uh, this discussion about which cases are a Torah prohibition or a rabbinic prohibition with regards to a half-sister.